Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. On today's show, we look at this DeMarcus Cousins trade. Could the Hornets have made a better offer, and should they have made a better offer? Plus, we're looking at the Hornets' outlook as they head into the final 26 games of this season. We talk more Hornets before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. You are locked on, Hornets. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets. Your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets on this Tuesday. Charlotte Hornets news and analysis in your podcast feed every day, whenever you need it. Today's episode is brought to you by Frame Warehouse. It's time to proudly hang that championship jersey for all of those neighbors to see. Visit FrameWarehouse.net today, find a location, and get the guaranteed best price on your next framing project. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. Doug, what's up, buddy? How you doing this morning? Good, and you, you are coming to us on the road. That's right. I'm mobile. Well... That's always a, a good. That's a good thing. We are part Looks of the, like Demarcus Cousins is a mobile big man. <laughs> there we go. All right, yeah, we're going to talk about that trade here in a moment. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Head over to iTunes, search Locked On, and find podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, golf, fantasy sports. It's the fastest growing podcast network in the world. David, um, I have to get off Twitter. I can't. Uh oh. Wait a minute, breaking uh, not, news. Not Doug. like not like not like completely get rid of Twitter. I just You survived the election uh, and now you're bailing because of trade season? Yeah, it's trade talk. It's oh, the trade talk that's God. that's killing me. I can't deal with it anymore. It's too it's too many like let's let's think up all of these like NBA two K trade machine deals for the Hornets to get X player or Y player. And it's just let's formulate a deal that makes sense financially without any thought about the context of the deal, what it would mean for the team, <laughs> what it would mean for basketball. Dog. I know. Have fun out there. It's just exhausting. Just because, just because NBA 2K rejected the DeMarcus Cousins trade doesn't mean it can't happen in real life, and it did. I can't. Well, then, you know, so then I get upset with Twitter, David, but then I scroll down a little farther, and I see Alex Trebek rapping on Jeopardy. <laughs> Started from the bottom, now we're here. I mean, you can't. Where where else are you going to get the where else are you going to get that kind of magic? Panda panda. Panda panda. Panda 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 panda. 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 I was just getting into this rap thing. <laughs> this rap thing. It might catch on, Alex. Um Do you think I, well, I feel you, buddy. Do you think I that Pat you. do you think that Pat Sajak has to like one up him now? It's like, uh, he, when is it? Look, if Alex Trebek, this is what I'm talking about with the memes in the last episode. If I think Alex Pat Trebek. giving a damn about Trebek many years ago. I'm not too good at it, but I was getting into it. It's great. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this DeMarcus Cousins trade. The Pelicans get DeMarcus Cousins. They also get Omri Caspi. 
And the Ooh. Sacramento Kings receive Buddy Healed. Buddy Hild? Healed? Healed? Healed. Healed. Tyreek Evans and Langston Galloway plus New Orleans 2017 first round pick. It is top three protected. Don't think that uh, New Orleans will need that protection now that they have Cousins. Uh, plus a future second round pick. David, first, we'll, we'll answer some immediate Hornets questions in a second, but first, just your your reactions to this deal. Man, shocked, but a big win for New Orleans, obviously. I mean, at first I was like, how is that exactly going to work? But then I was like, who cares? You'll just figure it out because you have basically two of the top ten players in the NBA. Uh, that's a goal for most teams, and they were able to pull it off. I mean, they haven't been able to put anything around Anthony Davis in New Orleans, and so – they literally had to do something. Um, whatever this other deal was that was out there that Vladi mentioned the other day, I'm sure we'll find out what it was because we always find this stuff out. But I'm interested to see what his other offer was. And what was the, I guess, the balk, the, the other team balk because uh, Cousins has said that he will not resign or that he won't guarantee to resign, right, in 2018. Yeah, I think that's what kept teams like the Phoenix Suns, who probably had the assets that Sacramento was looking for, from making a deal. Is that What were they looking for? <laughs> well, they were looking for, I'll tell you, they were looking for, well, listen, who knows? I mean, this Sacramento is, is such a disaster, and uh, Vivek there, the owner, uh, has way too much control over basketball decisions, uh. and, and it led specifically to this deal because apparently he coveted um, Buddy Healed. Uh, Buddy Healed. ESPN's Baxter Holmes on Twitter saying a source familiar with the Kings thinking Vivek thinks Buddy has Steph Curry potential. I'm uh, told yeah. that's a fixation and was a key driver in the deal. And uh, apparently uh, Vivek went to Buddy Healed's workout. Oh, God. So, Did he go to the Rising Stars Challenge? Is that what happened? Maybe. I, I saw Vladi in the crowd. They, they, there is a picture out there of Vladi watching the Rising Stars Challenge. Vladi Dotty. Vladi Dotty. Uh, there you go. You know, it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing the depths uh, to which the Sacramento, we've been making fun of Sacramento, all, I feel like throughout our history of this show, three seasons, we have been clowning on Sacramento. And it was just recently that I, that I thought that Sacramento had eclipsed New York in terms of franchise dysfunction. Then the Oakley stuff happened, but now I'm back on the Sacramento train because this is, this is amazing. All right, let's, All right. Uh, we got well, it. So we, yeah, let's talk about this in the Hornets context. David, should well, the, should, one, yeah. One sec, one, one, one quick flip side to Sacramento though, because you brought them up, Doug. I mean, they were in a bit of a bind, right? Now, of their own making. For, for sure. Right. But he I mean, I thought they were going to sign an extension and he wanted to sign an extension. And then that went out the window. Right. So I know it's of their own making, but I guess I guess they had to do something. I, I don't know. I mean, if you're coveting Buddy Heald, like the Buddy Heald, Steph Curry uh, narrative was alive and well during the draft. <laughs> but if that hadn't died by now, I mean, I, I don't know what you're holding on to at this point. He may be fine. He may be. He may be great. He, he may not be. It doesn't look like he's going to have a great rookie year. So, it is truly bizarre. All right. Well, let's talk about this in the context of the Hornets. Should the Hornets have made an attempt to trade for? Let's. So, there's two ways to to go about this sure. because sure. we don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm not going to speculate on what they. Maybe they did make an offer. Who knows? But there's two right. ways to approach this. Should they have made an attempt? Could they have? You know, realistically, could the Hornets have traded for him? You know, did did they have what Sacramento was looking for? So first, let's talk about David. Should the Hornets have made an attempt to trade for Demarcus Cousins? 
Sure. I mean, yes. If they can get a DeMarcus Cousins, a talent like that, you take the chance on the on the on the on the uh, you know the personal stuff, the the attitude stuff, all the technicals. You take a chance on that because he's so good, and because he has only been in Sacramento, and as we've already covered, that place is a disaster zone. So you have, I mean, but but look, yeah, I'm DeMarcus, not sure. I'm not sure not, in his case that it was. But, well, but it doesn't help. I mean, none of that helps. Okay, so that's all I'm saying. Um, he's his talent is undeniable, right? We can all agree on that. And we can all agree that Sacramento is, in fact, a disaster. So you just have to hope, if you're the team getting him, that some of that you know, dissipates with his leaving Sacramento. But that being said, I mean, if they could make it, I mean, of course. It's like, do you want to add a guy? Sure, yeah, we'll add a guy. Well, so they were in a similar position. The Charlotte Hornets are in a similar position to New Orleans. They are out of the playoff picture, but not completely out of the playoff picture and they really need a significant move. They, they could take a risk to get into that playoff picture because I think both New Orleans and Charlotte have ideas of wanting to contend in the playoffs as opposed to tank. And Charlotte has Kimba Walker, and that's, he's not on the level of an Anthony Davis, but both teams have a star that they would like to build around and not waste that particular star's prime. So should they have made a deal yeah, I mean, they, you know, when you have a talent of DeMarcus Cousins level, but look, I understand the other side. And in fact, I, I really understand the other side because you have to take this into account. DeMarcus Cousins has had issues. I mean, take away all of the technicals and the saying, you know, FU Warriors and all of these right. other things. He's had issues with smaller ball dominant point guards. Like he got, he ran Isaiah Thomas out of town. He was the he reason Stauskas out of town. He destroyed. <laughs> he maybe have destroyed Stauskas's <laughs> career. So um, he's had some problems like that. So it's like, well, bringing him on a team with Kemba Walker would that work? I don't know. But then I, I just tend to think, look, stars win in this league. You hear Steve Clifford say that all the time. Stars yeah. give teams victories, and and so yes, the Hornets should. Um, real quick, David, have to tell you about. Our friends at Frame Warehouse, if you have a poster or a jersey, I'll tell you a story, David. I'm doing some spring cleaning a little early. I'm because look, if it's going to be oh, if it's going to be 80 spring. degrees outside, then I'm just I'm going to go ahead and just get it done early here in February. Go ahead and get my spring cleaning. Anyway, I was messing around in a closet and I found <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like that. That's a good song. That's a good song title. Right. So that's I, an R. Kelly song title, I think. I found a classic uh, Hornets poster that I had from a few years ago. And uh, I'm gonna get it framed. I just found it in a closet in spring cleaning. So if, if you've got something lying around waiting to be framed, don't the, the moral of that story is don't wait. Talk to our friends at Frame Warehouse. We're proud to partner up with Frame Warehouse because they've been family-owned right here in the heart of Charlotte for over 35 years. You know you're supporting local business. They have the guaranteed best price on every frame in stock. At Frame Warehouse, you can frame almost anything for next to nothing. It doesn't have to be just a picture. If you can think of it, you can get it framed. Sports memorabilia, posters for your office, maybe your kid's bedroom, jerseys. They'll even cube up that signed football helmet you 
have laying around the house. Framing, sometimes it can be a little bit of a complicated task, but not with Frame Warehouse. They have framing experts on site. They're going to walk you through the process and turn your project around super quick and for a great price. Don't let those prized possessions go undisplayed. Talk to our friends at Frame Warehouse at one of their six locations in Charlotte, Go to framewarehouse.net right now, find the one near you, and tell them Locked On Hornets sent you, and of course, give them a go Hornets. All right, David, got to mention this, Locked On Hornets live tonight. Now, David, you're going to miss this show, unfortunately, but but it's going to be a huge show for a couple of reasons. First of all, we've got Matt Rochinski. He heads up the digital media team at the Charlotte Hornets. He went to New Orleans. He was behind the scenes for everything that happened. He's going to give us the uh, the behind-the-curtain look at what happened at All-Star Weekend. Plus, we're bringing in Adi Joseph, our NBA expert. Uh, he writes at uh, ForTheWin.com, and he's going to tell us all about this trade market, what's, what's the story, what should the Hornets yeah. do, the latest rumors, and we've got a huge, huge announcement on this show, David. Our first ever piece of merchandise uh, designed by you, David. Well, I can't take all the credit. It was a full-on team effort. And, yeah, I only like to miss the big shows. So it's fitting (laughs) that that I'll be missing tonight. I will be there in spirit for sure. And I can't wait to see your smiling faces wearing it this new merch this is a very exciting day we doug this merch concept is something we've been talking about you know since the early early days of hive talk live even right it's true it's true this is uh the the t-shirt that we're going to show tonight it's it's a it's an awesome t-shirt number one and and you're gonna love it but number two it's just a cool way we wanted to like find a way for the people who have been listening to this show for a long time to Support this show. We don't ever ask for donations, but we wanted a way for you to support the show plus get something cool. And I think you're yeah. really going to like uh, what we've got. I don't want to tell you yet. That's the thing. I want it to be a surprise. I want you to watch Locked On Hornets live tonight on YouTube, 6 o'clock p.m., youtube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. We will unveil it and then it will be available on our website, Locked On Hornets. Dot com. Okay, let's move yes. on to the second part of this question about DeMarcus Cousins. Could the Hornets have traded for him? I think no, David. What do you think? I don't think they could have traded for DeMarcus Cousins. What do you think? Uh, clearly, I think they could have. I don't know. I mean, no one has the second coming of Steph Curry like the New Orleans Pelicans did. But <laughs> I think, I mean, that's a once-in-a-lifetime thing right there. Uh, all you uh, need is a buddy. All you need is a good buddy. Well, uh, buddy love. They've, they've got him now. I mean, I feel like they could have packaged – two of their other guys and whatever amount of picks. I mean, the other stuff was kind of throw-ins, but I mean, who knows? You're dealing with the Kings. I mean, you would think they would. You would think they could put together a package that was more uh, attractive than what the Kings did, but somebody else did, and they didn't take it. So it's like, who knows? That, okay, you, you just made the point. They, okay. It's not about giving from them a more attractive package from an objective standpoint because you're dealing – you can't deal with – crazy people you can't go up to a crazy person and try to convince them of reality uh you can't go up to the kings and give them more and expect them to go oh yeah when you have vivek attending buddy's you know tryout he's just obsessed with buddy healed and and wanted to make a move after years of trying to win now sacramento at the 
at the trade deadline during All-Star Weekend makes a deal to move DeMarcus Cousins. And you have to think about this too, David. I'm going back to the the, the hilarity that is this deal. But you have to think about yeah. this. So they trade for the draft pick from New Orleans, which they make New Orleans better, meaning the draft pick is going to get worse as opposed to waiting till the end of the season to make this move. Uh, it's just, yeah, you're going too far. Yeah, all right. There's no point, make, all right, let me no go, point yes, making that yes. make sense. Let me, <laughs> let me go back. So could the Hornets have traded for him? I don't think so. Because I see on Twitter people saying, why not offer MKG, Cody, and a first-round pick? Yeah, that sounds sure. great. And that's much sure. better than the deal they got, of course. Yeah. So why, didn't yeah. it, why did it not happen? Well, I, can't, I, I don't know why that particular deal didn't happen. But I will tell you this. Sacramento wanted expiring deals, which the Hornets didn't have. They wanted young talent that were on really good deals. And, you know, objectively, some of the deals the Hornets have made have been good deals. Like Cody's is manageable. MKG is a manageable deal. But I don't think they were looking for those type of deal. I think they were looking for really young players. And I think barring a complete disaster, Boogie would have guaranteed the Hornets a playoff spot, which would have oh, yeah. which would have taken that pick out of the lottery. At least if they're dealing with the Pelicans – it's not a complete guarantee that DeMarcus Cousins makes that team a playoff contender. I don't think. So you they, don't think you don't think they'll be in the playoffs this year. I just think it's going to be tougher for them than it would be for the, the Hornets. Are only two and a half games out of the East. I just think I they think, would have had an easier road. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. That's all I'm saying. So yeah. I'm saying, d- okay. d- look, the Pelicans can definitely do it. I'm just saying, when you put the two teams side by side. And that's the thing. But the Phoenix that they traded with Phoenix, uh, Phoenix is definitely out of the out of the playoff race. And right. so, so why didn't they go for that? Because you go back to you circle this name here, Buddy Heald. Yeah, they, they had a lot more young talent and and contracts. I think that they could have moved Phoenix. Right? That's what that was all the talk. They Even had a Vladdy, lot of pieces they could move. Vladdy goes in front of the media and says, "Look, we had a better deal two days ago." <laughs> Well, I think when you look at this, right, there's going to be other teams out there that are that are that there's going to be like Boston is one, right, where they've got to be like, now why didn't we? Why couldn't we do that? Why? Because that's a team that is a could be a contender, <clears throat> legit contender. <clears throat> excuse me, with with uh, Boogie, right? I mean that that's the move they've been looking for, and Danny Ainge just threatened to be trading and trading and trading. Um, eventually, I guess they'll make a trade, but. They haven't done so yet. I mean, that feels like the one they were kind of holding on for, and it, it was it that was really there that could have been had. Of course, they didn't have Buddy Hield, so that's what we keep coming back to. Well, there was the Lakers deal as well, where it was reported that the Lakers did not want to give up Brandon Ingram, so, <coughs> and, and that would have been a good, what? That, what you know, whatever. But that that would have been a fantastic situation because then Demarcus Cousins after next year or this summer he's available for an extension, but you at least have yeah. him for one year. Just a tough situation. Okay. You know what really makes me upset is that the Pelicans get Omri Caspi, who I've had a basketball crush on forever. (laughs) They just get him for free. That's what burns you up. (laughs) It kills me. Um, I really wanted Omri for the Hornets. Perfect. I mean, yeah, he's been injured this year, so his numbers look terrible. But when he's healthy, he's shooting almost 40% from three. Right, right, right. Okay. That's now, the that's the king I wanted. Not I mean, I all love to Marco Bellinelli, but I just I had my my heart set on Omri. Now, do you think the Pelicans were under more of a time crunch than are the Hornets 
as far as getting to the playoffs, making noise, oh, yeah. you know, uh, making their making their superstar happy. I, I definitely do. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Both so, teams were squeezed for time. Uh, there's a right. great. I'm not going to steal this, but go listen to Zach Lowe's podcast. Brian Windhorse breaks down why the new CBA, the rules around the designated player um, extensions that would have applied to Demarcus Cousins, why that made this deal necessary if you want to make that argument for the Sacramento Kings. So go listen to that. But let's talk about this, David. With the Kings now in full reverse, they they want to tank. They want to get worse. Should the Hornets go after any of their lingering pieces, Darren Collison, Tyreek Evans, Mm. Langston Mm. Galloway, a couple of names, maybe fits, maybe not. What do you think? I think that's a definite possibility. What's what's the Ty Lawson situation up there? I guess they're trying to move Collison because Lawson's been better than okay at this point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, that's the argument right now, right? Should they do anything um, or should they stand pat um, or, you know, just kind of hope they get healthy and get back in there? I still think they need to upgrade a point guard. So if they can manage to do that and not cripple themselves, then that's something they should definitely take a look at. Yeah, Collison, he's a $5 million rental uh, expiring deal, relatively cheap, would shore up that anemic situation, a point guard, though he did. Uh, he he pleaded guilty to a domestic battery charge in September yeah. of last year, so you've got that issue that that maybe the organization does not want to deal with. I don't think Tyreek Evans is a good fit at all. He's struggling from the perimeter oh, this you. season. He's been slowed by knee injuries, knee surgeries. He's always a risk to hit the injury report for knee issues, but also other issues. He's just kind of a guy that's in and out of the injury report. And uh, Langston Galloway, though, interesting. Uh, now, this one piques my interest because it's a swingman option who can also take over the ball handling duties off the bench. He's averaging 37.7% from beyond the arc, and he's an excellent ball-hawking defender, which I think the Hornets could really use on the bench. He's a true 3 and D guy, a true two-way player. Uh, he torched the Hornets earlier this season, David, if you remember, for 23 points, including six three-pointers and a victory for the Pelicans in New Orleans. And so if you if you want to go by the rule of uh, take the guy that burns you earlier in the season, then Langston Galloway's your guy. Yeah, and doesn't he feel like kind of a Courtney Lee-type ad? I mean, that's kind of like the, ch- the show ad, kind of under-radar guy that can come in and give you just some points. And, and maybe a few other things, but it feels like that level of addition. Yeah, the problem is that he's already, and and it looks like he's going to get waived. So then, it, then there's all those waiver wire, you know, issues. So and, and it looks like he could be somebody who is targeted by several teams. So if the Hornets do manage to pry him away, that would be a good get. But I think it could be it could be a struggle for them to do that. How about let's go to the other side of this, the Pelicans. Now, all of a sudden, they've got Terrence Jones, who was playing significant minutes for them, recently had a thumb injury that's kept him out of the past uh, four games, but he was playing significant minutes for them. Now, with um, a loaded front court, it seems like reports are that they want to move him, that he's the odd man out. What do you think about Terrence Jones in a Charlotte Hornets uniform? It seems like he could be a, a nice fit, give you some athleticism in the front court and a guy who can step out and shoot. I mean... And a he's little a, something that they've been missing, too. He's an expiring deal. You want to know how much he's making, David? Please. One million dollars. One million dollars? A cap hit under a million dollars. So this was a total, you know, uh, no, no risk 
prospect for New Orleans, unrestricted free yeah. agent next season. So yeah, this this would be among the trades to make. This would be one of the easier ones to get done. Yeah. And you know, you he could be had for a second rounder, and he has. Look, he has 20.7 rebound potential on a given night, and he's done that uh, uh, more than a few times this season. He's given them quality production. Uh, is it consistent? No. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd be much more valuable in this <clears throat> trade market. Yeah, he kind of he kind of fits into that Jeremy Lamb, uh, you know, type guy, right? Like not consistent, but can come off there and and provide you some mismatches on on a given night. I mean, that would be interesting coming off the bench. Yeah. I, I absolutely I love it, and it would allow Frank Kaminsky to get a few more minutes at center. I think because you have someone in Terrence Jones that is a legitimate backup power forward option, right? You are correct, Doug. You are correct. That's why I agree with you. Good. All right, let's talk about the Hornets' outlook. By the way, if you have any thoughts on the DeMarcus Cousins trade or what the Hornets should have done or could have done, let us know. Hopefully, we tried to break it down for you as much as we possibly could. But let us know your thoughts on Twitter at LockedOnHornets, or you can email us, buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. A lot of opinions out there about this trade, and I just just don't – I'm not going to sit here and say, well, the Hornets should have offered them Cody MKG plus a first. Because, number one, maybe they did. And number two, again, it takes two to tango. The other team has to be willing to accept the assets that that you want to give up. That's the thing to remember about all these trades and trade talks, right, Doug? The ones that get leaked out and, and that we hear about, I mean, there's what would you say? Like, I don't know dozens more where that we haven't heard about and just that one side balked at instantly and like you know so when you say this team should have tried something you're right like maybe they did and just couldn't get anywhere on it you know i mean we don't hear about everything that gets talked about and especially with the hornets we don't we don't hear about anything until it until it happens yeah and every every time something's leaked nine times out of ten there is an agenda behind it there's a reason something got leaked whether it's the team that is that has the asset that wants to up the value of that asset or the team that's trying to get that asset that wants to devalue that asset, there's always an agenda. So just keep that yeah. in mind when you hear about these kind of things. All right, let's talk about the Hornets' outlook as we head into this. It's not really the second half of the season, 26 games left. It's more like the, the um, third third of the season. Yeah. Um, they head into this trade deadline, which is February 23rd. They head into this trade deadline 24 and 32, 11th place in the Eastern Conference, three games out of eighth place. They've lost 11 out of their last 12 games. David, if they want to get things back on track, what do they have to do? Well, they got to start with this road trip, Doug, where they have six games right now on the road coming up. I think five of them are against teams with losing records. So even though it's going to be a tough stretch, hey, they got the Kings. Of course, we have to play Buddy Heald now, so we'll have to prepare for that. So, well, we're um, doomed. <laughs> um, but but that's the key. I mean, they, they can't afford. There's no more time, you know, to waste. They got to get Cody back healthy. Uh, that has been the difference, I think, of this season. And they've got to get going right now. And they've got to get some of that funk off them from this All Star break. We talked about Kimball Walker, how relieved he looked at times over the weekend. 
hopefully he can bring some of that back um, and get back to the Kimball Walker we saw at the early part of the season. So that's the big thing for me, though, Doug. Get off on a road. Get off on a good start for this road trip. Yeah, absolutely. In February, one and six record. Let, let's look at February stats versus January stats. So three point efficiency is down three points. Shooting, they're shooting four less th- free throws per game, so they're not getting to the line as much. Steve Clifford, right before the break, mentioned how their offense has got to get back at going towards the rim. You know, getting to the rim, getting fouled, getting more points points in the paint. They're giving up four more points in the paint than they were in January and 3.7 more points in the fast break. So while the half-court defense, David, has played better, some of the easier points have been leaking out. And that's, you know, that's part of what makes this or made this defense so tough to play in years past is that you couldn't get easy ones on them. You know, they always got back in transition. So that has to, uh, they have to shore that up as well. And they are down uh, three and a half points in the paint for themselves. So that all equates to an offensive rating that was 106.4 in December. That's good. 106.6 in January. That's slightly better. 99.9 in February. Mm. That's booby. Yeah. That's no good. And we always talk about the defense too, right, Doug? I mean, that's the thing that this team's built on. Um, giving up those points per game jumped up after the first of the year. So that's something they'll have to get back to. I mean, they're just going to have to play like they did last year, to be honest. Hitting some shots would help. They like to hit shots. They've had some, but they need a lot more. Yeah, shot making is definitely going to to be a factor that you want to watch. I mentioned they were three games out of eighth place. I say three games because Detroit, who is currently in eighth place, owns a tiebreaker on the Hornets. Well, Charlotte begins a six-game road trip in Detroit, so that becomes a game that you immediately circle and say that is a very important (laughs) – I mean, you hate to play that important of a game coming out of the break, uh, but this this is the one you circle and go, I don't know if it's necessary. You don't know – the East is so jumbled at this point, especially, you know, from from six on down, that it's not not going to be a must win, but it would be a significant win if they're able to – um, because right now uh, that that would tie up the tiebreaker for head to head, and then it goes to other factors. So this is a very important game if the Hornets are serious, and that's the thing. So you go into this game against Detroit. It's a team that uh, you, you should have the tiebreaker over right now. You, you had that very close loss, the one where Bellinelli, you know, bounced it off the the back of the guy's back and almost um, put in the most amazing basket in NBA history. Mm-hmm. But you should own the tiebreaker. This is a team that's right on the bubble of the playoffs. If you're serious about getting to the playoffs, if you've got everyone on board, then this is a game where you go to Detroit and you win by 10. Yeah, you have to. And that's the other thing you want to keep your eye on with the rest of these teams in the East as the trade deadline approaches is who is looking to sell. You know, I mean, it doesn't feel like any of those big guys are going to get moved, like Butler or Drummond or Paul George. But certainly if that were to happen, it would only help the Hornets' cases for fighting for that eighth, seventh spot. But, they've, yeah, you got to go into Detroit, and you got to, you know, the physicality was probably the overarching theme of the first part of the season, the lack thereof. They've got to be tougher uh, if they're going to get back in this playoff race, and it's got to start in Detroit. Maybe that's why I like Terrence Jones. I just see him as sort of a physical Throw presence. Stuff around. Yeah, he's a yeah. tough. He's a tough guy. Back you down. Not afraid to to get in the paint. And and what's that second unit been missing more than anything? I mean, 
that physicality probably right yeah, especially uh, on certainly, the board. Uh, especially on the boards. There, yeah yeah so i think we're saying it sounds like we've uh sounds like we well and and you have we, to think that the guys we've mentioned previously lou williams mm. um who else have we mentioned paul Millsap, kind of but of the names that we've mentioned so far, what do we always we always have a caveat, which is these players are going to be uh, highly sought after. There's right. going to be a lot of talk around these players, including Langston Galloway. But Terrence Jones doesn't seem to have that same kind of talk around him, which is why it makes sense. And that's something you know Zach Lowe wrote about and looking out for the Hornets the second half of the season that. I think he, he mentioned they should make that type of move as opposed to making a move that would, you know, shake up the core of the team uh, and do whatever else to the cap situation. I don't think, I don't know if you can't, that's a pro. I don't know if you can shake up the core of this team. I just don't think there's enough belief around the league in MKG or in Cody Zeller mm-hmm. to make a significant move to break this core up. So that's that's mm, that's yeah. the, to, to me that's the issue with 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 trading or you know quote unquote tanking is that I think the Hornets have put themselves in, in a position where they've they've bet on players they've they've made low risk bets on players that they believe in that they believe work in their system but they're not you know other than Batum who have they been who have they brought in and signed that there's been a lot of competition around. Nobody. Yeah, nobody. You have to get back to Al Jefferson, probably. Right. So um, that's that's yeah. that's the issue. Okay. That's yeah. all. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll keep talking about this. We've got another day of uh, Hornets talk here before the Hornets get back into action on Thursday. That's all the time we have for this show. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And thanks to our sponsor, Frame Warehouse. Visit framewarehouse.net. Find a location near you in Charlotte and get that framing project done. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. Subscribe to us on iTunes while you're there. Give us a five-star review and help hardcore Hornets fans like yourself find this podcast. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're back tonight for Locked On Hornets Live. It's going to be a good show. We've got Matt Rochinski uh, from the Hornets. Uh, he's going to tell us all about his trip down to New Orleans, give us some behind-the-scenes information. Plus, we've got Adi Joseph for more trade talk. We'll get the latest rumors and uh, see what he thinks the, the Hornets should do in the trade market. We'll talk to him as well. 6 o'clock p.m., youtube.com forward slash Locked On Hornets. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets, go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. Like what you hear? Consider sharing this podcast with other Charlotte Hornets fans. The easiest way? Our new website, LockedOnHornets.com. There you can download the podcast, listen to our latest episodes, and check out Locked On Hornets live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m.